considering a donation to Rightly Dividing the Word. Whatever method you choose, thank you for supporting the work of the podcast Rightly Dividing the Word. We are committed to stewarding all gifts wisely toward the goal of proclaiming the holiness of God to as many people as possible. We take seriously our God-given responsibility to be a wise, honorable steward of every donation we receive. Hey, welcome back to the podcast for another episode here on Rightly Dividing the Word. Super excited this week uh, because we're going to be looking at something that I don't know if anybody has really ever looked at this. Uh, So I want to look at what is God's love and God's hatred. Uh, So hatred for others or God is associated with human sin. Uh, Scripture also emphasizes that God's hatred of sin and evil. So believers are commanded to love those who hate them. Uh, I want to just talk about this this week. I think this is really going to make people, maybe even make some people angry, uh, some people upset. Uh, It could really open up the eyes of some of our believers and definitely those who don't believe in God, if they're listening to this podcast, it's uh, really going to touch them in a way uh, that may grow them to come to Christ. Uh, Before we do that, let me pray over this message today. Uh, Heavenly Father, we would ask that you would open the minds and the hearts of the believers, Lord, that you would seek to give them your wisdom and uh, to give them your knowledge through the Holy Spirit, Lord, that you would guide them, uh, use the Holy Spirit as their teacher to allow them to understand the right dividing of your word and your doctrine in this message, Lord. We pray this in your Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, so what does the Bible say uh, that God hates some people? Well, Romans 9, uh, if you look at chapter 9, verse 13, it says that God hated Esau before Esau was even born. So as it is written, Jacob I love, but Esau I hated. It also shows that God set his uh, saving love on Jacob and then rejected or hated, same thing, rejected or hated Esau. And then we see in Psalm uh, chapter 5, verse 5, it says, The arrogant cannot stand in your presence. You hate all who do wrong. Notice that it is not some like abstract sin or wickedness that God hates in this verse. It is people whom he hates. It's not a sin or something that we're looking at. It is literally a people that he hates. Uh, Psalm 139, 21 and 22 says, Tell us that we basically... What it's trying to tell us is that we should join God in his holy hatred of these people. Uh, Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. The New Testament says the same in Revelation chapter 2 verse 6. It says, Yet this you have. You hate the works of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. So now the question really comes, how do we rightly divide the doctrine on this matter? Uh, Because I already know that the listener is saying, no way is God promoting hate. Well, yes, God hates sin. Uh, It's obvious why he flooded the world and erased everybody except for Noah and the uh, family that was with Noah, his wife and his children. Uh and why he wiped out every everything that was created because he hated what he saw uh 
you know, it's, 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 I think it's hard for the Christian to understand that. It's definitely hard for the non-believers to understand that, and especially since they don't even believe in God. So, you know, really, they don't really care, but they, they don't understand how he could, uh, oh, how does he hate some people and love others? So I think to rightly divide this, we need to look at the text, obviously. We're not going to speak from our own understanding. We're going to look at what God says, and you can chew this word and drink the milk and decide on your own what it is you think scripture is trying to say which we all know scripture has one interpretation but can have you know a hundred applications so look at luke chapter 14 verse 26 if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters yes and even his own life he cannot be my disciple i don't think we need to expound upon that that is a super clear text it literally means to love less yourself to love less your children your brothers your sisters if you can't do that you can't even be his disciple the cross reference there is luke chapter 9 verses 23 through 24 those who would be christ's disciple must one love their family less than they love christ Number two, they must bear the cross and follow Christ. Number three, you have to relinquish everything. Uh, these are ways of describing complete commitment. So we need to be committed to Christ. The first condition for discipleship is to hate one's father, mother, wife, children, brother, sister, and life. The cross reference is Luke uh, eighteen twenty-nine and six twenty through twenty-two, and hating is really just a, a somatic uh, expression of loving less so it's just a somatic expression of loving something less than something else so psalm 139 21 through 22 says i do i not hate those who hate you O lord and do i not loathe those who rise up against you i hate them with the utmost hatred they have become my enemies now again the i love the bible and when you study it and you you practice biblical hermeneutics and you understand biblical interpretation um and the science of hermeneutics it really is so clear uh the we cannot love those who hate christ we are to love them but we also have to hate uh what they loathe they rise up against you i hate them with the utmost hatred they have become my enemies so that gives us this important perspective on this matter to hate someone is to count him as an enemy or to treat him as an enemy so in the bible hatred is not an emotion primarily but rather a covenant action so those who treat uh god as an enemy will find god treating them the same way since they are his enemy, he hates them and he will destroy them. So when the Bible speaks of God loving someone, it means that he has chosen to favor them. So when you see God loving somebody in the Bible, he's literally chosen to favor that person or those people. When it speaks of God hating someone, it means that he has literally chosen not to favor them. Thus, we are to favor Christ and not to favor the members of our families Thus, we favor God's elect people, and we do not favor God's enemies. So when people uh, 
uh, people, enemies, or family members attack the church, we must be on the side of Christ, and we must side with Christ on this matter. And when God favors us, it means he elects us. Uh, those who he disfavors, he leaves in their own damnation. Uh, I think it's very clear in the text. I want to go back to Psalm 139, 21, 22, and I'll read it again. In the text, he's, in the psalmist is saying, Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord? Which is yes. And do not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with the utmost hatred. They have become my enemies. Now, what's the problem in America is that when we use the word hate, we don't use it as loving something less. Okay? Doesn't mean we don't love it. We just love it less. So don't take that word as hate. Is like we have to ban them from us. Uh, they have to be removed uh, from our workplaces. No, it's not what it's saying. It's saying we need to love those people less because they hate God. They hate the gospel. They hate Christ. And I think that's really clear uh, in the text. I don't think that we need explanation upon that because there's so much scripture to back it up. Psalm 139, 21, 22, Revelation 2, 6, Psalm 5, 5, Romans 9, 13. Uh, I think it's very clear. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because I, I think really we've opened up a lot of the area for you to be able to see that it's true that we have to hate what God hates and love what God loves. And to do his will, we have to do these things. We have to love and seek what God would seek and we have to be rid or love less what God would love less. And God does not love uh, people who hate him, uh, who who use his name in vain. Now, yes, we would want to give them the gospel and the law and preach and proclaim Christ. But trust me, as many times as I've practiced apologetics in my life, uh, you're going to speak to a lot of people who don't care what you're talking about, and they're going to have a million ways that to which Scripture is not true. It's man-made. Oh, how are you going to believe in a, a piece of paper that just has black ink written down on it? They don't even understand what divine uh, inspiration is is because their mind has been closed off to the gospel because they're enemies. So we need to treat them that way. Uh, I'm dealing with that issue right now with several people that I work with. Uh, I have several people that I'm trying to get to understand the scripture. And really, I've just kind of realized I need to just let God deal with these people because there's nothing I can do to convince them uh, so God is going to deal with them in a way that he deals with them. Like it says here in, in the message that we're talking about, when, when people or family members or enemies or anybody attacks the church, which can be the gospel as well, we must be with Christ. We have to side with Christ and, and God will favor us. And, and, and that means his elect, uh, and those who he disfavors, uh, he will he leaves them to their own damnation. So these people are going to continue to deny Christ, and they're going to be damned for it. That's I mean that's the reality. Uh, my job is to proclaim Christ, preach the gospel, and hope that that would bring them to salvation through God. Because I can't bring them alone. I need the work of the Holy Spirit and God and Christ to. Uh, have that effectual call on that person and that's only in god's will if that person is not willed to uh, be part of the elect then i have no way to control that but my job as 
a man of God who picks up his cross and follows Christ is to give them the gospel and the law and let God do his almighty works, uh, being the Alpha and the Omega, the omnipresent, uh, the omniscient. Uh, I have to let him do his work. That is his work. Uh, he's just using me as a vessel to speak to that person. I'm going to go ahead and lead us out in prayer. This was a short message uh, just because I really wanted to touch on this. of a topic that really doesn't get brought up that much. And I just wanted to expound upon it a little bit and just get your wheels thinking about God's love and God's hate. I'll lead us out in prayer. Heavenly Father, I would hope that they could hear this word rightly divided, that you could open up their minds and their hearts to be able to understand the text, Lord. Uh, that they, they would hear it rightly, that they would seek the scripture that we've read here today, read out your word, understand your word, wrestle with your word, and come to a right conclusion about your hate for your enemies and your love for those who love you. I would pray this in your son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen.